this flavor. This is Eleanor. That robot voice that appears from time to time on shows this time I'm here to give you a disclaimer I'm going to disclaim the fuck out of you. So the following. The views and opinions expressed in DOS show are those of the authors and artists furthermore they do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the Adrian Lozano the one that is hosting the show. Or any other Adrian Lozano. For that matter. Also the comedy is very ribaldry and extremely imaginative. The show thanks you. All content from this show are for comedic purposes only. Like for real, this information should not be considered complete, up-to-date, and is not intended to be used in place of a visit, consultation, or advice of a legal, medical, or any other professional. Okay, is that clear? Is everything understood? Do you get it? You've been warned this is for adult weirdos. Thank you very kindly. Okay, almost done. Any content provided by our bloggers, artists, and authors are of their opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone, or anything. In any way living or dead by listening to this declaration you have been warned. Thank you. You now are proceeding at your own risk. Look at you. Going on an audio adventure. Isn't it fun, and or exciting? Fuck yeah it is. Believe it or not I think you're fan-fucking-tastic, you have been doing badass, so far today. Now are you ready for the ridiculously fantastical comedy podcast styling of the Adrian Lozano? The show that is like a tick to grip with wings. And now for the tip everyone's been waiting to grip Adrian Lozano. On today's show we talk about Kevin Smith doing the new He-Man Adrian talks about a movie that he saw Double Dragons is that movie, and we also cover some new movie trailers and if you're Tool Time fan guess who's reuniting. It's Al and Tim. Adrian, take it away. Attention, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to The Adrian Lozano Show. Rock and roll. <laughs> hello, 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 and guten tag to those of you who are gutening your togs. I am Adrian Lozano. I am that weird guy that keeps doing a show even though nobody asked him to and nobody wants him to, he still does that show. Yes. Okay. So, um, a lot of shit happened, uh, all over the place. Um, primarily here in the state uh, that I'm in, which is the great state of Mississippi. No, I'm just kidding. I got nothing against Mississippi, but I'm in Texas and cold as fuck because we got a bunch of snow. I don't know if you know this, but last time we got snow, uh, been a while, been a while. So yeah, we, um, shut down. We didn't know how to handle it. So we shut down. We said, fuck all that. We're going to stay inside and listen to the Adrian Lozano show. Only one person said that just one. Was it me? Yeah. Anyway. So the important thing to remember is this show, this is the show that you come to when you want to get news stories that you didn't know you missed out on. And also is where this guy here talks to you about comic books, comic book related things, and music sometimes. All right, we get that out of the way. Why don't you just do a separate show like for video games? You know what? I will. I'll start it next week. Okay. Aside from that, I, um, I'm really digging this whole winter wonderland thing in a way pretty cool but uh it does suck because a lot of us here in texas are without power and a lot of the roads are closed and there's even some of us without water so damn it it sucks but you gotta like 
do what they tell you to do or whatever um and look at things on the brighter side i guess i'm trying i'm really trying to look at things on the bright side i'm not an optimist but i am um you know i'm here i'm alive if I'm alive, I might as well be doing something. If I'm doing something, I might as well be doing something I like. And if I'm doing something I like, I might as well be doing something I like. That makes people laugh. Right? Hopefully this makes you laugh. If you don't laugh... Well, fuck, dude, I don't know. Smoke a joint. Maybe that'll help. But, you might be stressed out. Here's some things that won't stress you out. First things first. Um... Thank you so much for tuning in. And if you could do me a flavor and check out my Society6 page and my Redbubble page. I'll have links to those in the description of this here episode. I would really appreciate it. It would mean a lot to me for you to uh, check out that stuff. These are designs that I created with my own noggin. And they're okay. They're alright. They're not life-changing, but they're definitely interesting so please take a look at that and um, also if you haven't subscribed to my youtube channel subscribe it it'll do wonders for my self-esteem and for your self-esteem because you're doing something good for somebody else it doesn't cost you any money so you can't beat that now moving on <laughs> um the first story i want to get into today has to do with uh ah, I an itch. has to do with well, <laughs> it has to do with my buddy Kevin Smith. And I say my buddy because, boy, is he um, definitely inspired and motivated me. And I don't have any real friends of my own. But uh, he's inspired me and motivated me to pursue things that I normally wouldn't have pursued. And um, he's reminded me that my interests in things that were very important to me as a child can still be very important to me just uh if you're doing them right okay so what does that even mean just just go with it just go with it. He's, he's on a roll all right um kevin smith is going to be spearheading the next installment of he-man and the masters of das universe that's right he's returning to eternia and he's got a whole gaggle of folks that are coming with him, including Mark Hamill, fucking Lena Headey. Um, yeah, those two. And then um, mm, uh, mm, uh, Kevin Conroy is going to be there. Uh, mm, mm, uh, a, whole, a whole gaggle. A whole gaggle. But he is um, hes the one in charge of the new, I guess, um, series. But it's going it's gonna be on Netflix. It's gonna be an animated series, and it's also going to have a toy line. For those of you that don't know, He-Man was created simply to promote a toy line. That show wouldn't have been had they not had the toys to you know to need to sell. Um, it's one of my favorite things. It being He-Man. He-Man, but specifically like all of Eternia. I'm a big fan of um, well, I like Skeletor a lot, but uh, Skeletor, He-Man, um, I'm also a big She-Ra fan. Um, Cringer has got his moments. I had a Cringer action figure for the longest time that I would just carry around with me. Sometimes I put it in my pocket. 
And sometimes I would just like put it under my arm and walk around. All right. That's something I used to do. Okay. It's a normal thing kids do. They walk around with toys. Okay. All right. Moving on. I always liked Cringer when he was Battle Cat more anyway. <laughs> Who wants Cringer? But then again, he had some good ideas. He's like, why don't we just stay here and eat food? It's like, you know what, Cringer? You're right. That's the best part about Cringer. He's almost always logically right. <laughs> and so I'm excited about this new um, turn of events. I really am. I'm very excited for this new He-Man endeavor. So let's check out what... Uh, well, let's check out what the hell is going on with um, with when it's coming out and who will be in it. What will be in it? What and who? Yeah. Kevin Smith's Masters of the Universe Netflix series lands all-star voice cast Hollywood reporter. Mark Hamill, Lena Headey, Chris Wood and Sarah Michelle Gellar headline the actors in the animated show. Kevin Smith's animated Masters of the Universe series at Netflix has lined up a powerhouse voice cast. Mark Hamill, Lena Headey, Chris Wood and Sarah Michelle Gellar headline the ensemble for Masters of the Universe, Revelation, an anime-style series on which Smith serves as showrunner. The series will focus on the unresolved storylines of the iconic characters in the He-Man universe, picking up where they left off decades ago. Mattel Television is producing the series. Smith executive produces with Adam Bonnet Descendants, Christopher Keenan Batman Beyond, and Rob David He-Man, and the Masters of the Universe. Susan Corbin produces. Powerhouse Animation Castlevania is the animation studio. I cannot believe the lineup of talent I get to play with said Smith. The incredible, star-studded cast that Mattel's Rob David and Netflix's Ted Biaselli assembled for our Masters of the Universe series will let any lifelong He-Man fan know we're treating this cartoon seriously and honoring the legendary world of Eternia with A-list talent. Chris, Sarah, Mark, Lena, and the other amazing actors and actresses have given performances so powerful and real in a show that features a talking giant green tiger. With these fantastic performers behind our characters, it'll be crazy easy to immerse yourself in the swords and sorcery of our epic sea fi soap opera. Hamill will play the villainous Skeletor in the series. Game of Thrones star Hedy plays Skeletor's right-hand woman, Evil Lynn. Wood Supergirl, ABC's 30-something sequel is Prince Adam slash He-Man, and Gala and Liam, Cunningham Game of Thrones play He-Man's cohorts Teela and Man-at-Arms, respectively. The cast also includes Stephen Root, Diedrich Bader, Griffin Newman, Tiffany Smith, Henry Rollins, Alan Oppenheimer, Susan Eisenberg, Alicia Silverston, Justin Long, Jason Mewes, Phil Lamatt, Tony Todd, Cree Summer, Kevin Michael Richardson, Kevin Conroy, and Harley Quinn Smith. Oppenheimer, who plays Moss Man in the new show, was the voice of Skeletor in the 1983 He-Man series. Netflix hasn't set a premiere date for Masters of the Universe, Revelation. The streamer is also planning a CG animated He-Man series and has aired She-Ra and the Princesses of Power, based on the 1985 He-Man spin-off, since to 018. This is me, Kevin Smith, uh, and I got an announcement for you. Um, you know, I've been working for Mattel and Netflix, making this Masters of the Universe Revelation series that's going to debut on the streamer. Um, I am happy pleased proud ecstatic really to announce our composer we scored a composer uh and he's scoring for us ladies and gentlemen and that composer none other than metal maestro himself the great bear mccreary 
ladies and gentlemen. That's right, the man who gave us the score to the fucking dead, Battlestar Galactica. Remember those drums? Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Outlander. He's doing the score for Masters of the Universe Revelation. He's working on it right now, and he just sent me the first cue, his, pass, his first pass, the very first cue of our show, uh, which is the transformation sequence. When Prince Adam holds the power sword aloft and says the magic words, and fabulous powers are revealed to him, um, and he becomes He-Man. So I'm going to listen to it. Let's listen to it together, man, at the same time. Uh, what you're going to hear right at the top of it before Bear's music kicks in is perhaps one of the most famous phrases in pop culture history uh, spoken by our Prince Adam slash He-Man himself, uh, the great Christopher Wood. So here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Bear goes into the woods. Let's see what he comes out with. Let's check this out. Man. By the power of Grayskull. Oh, come on. badass i'm a big fan of uh i guess scores yeah like um when han zimmer brought in what was it 10 different drummers for man of steel i was like this guy's a genius but um and the theme from the walking dead is really a weird theme you know it's pretty weird but um yeah, so what about all that shit about Kevin Smith lying and saying that Tila was the one, or was, uh, well, yeah, he's, so, according to Kevin Smith, and this is from, what is this, uh, Screen Rant? Okay, so, according to Smith, Tila, I'm sorry, according to Smith, He-Man is going to be um, around, but he's not going to be the main protagonist that is going to be Tila and her girlfriend, interesting um then smith later goes on to deny these claims uh that you know via twitter um there's this dude named clownfish that was uh going after him boy out of context this sounds really weird anyway clownfish is a dude on twitter he went after smith but not in a bad way just to say hey look we heard you were replacing he-man with tila what's going on 
he's like, no, 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 not replacing. Just, you know, he's going to still be there. But, uh, you know, it's just going to be the dynamics have kind of switched a little. So I'm honestly, I'm looking forward to any version of He-Man. I'm a, I'm a big He-Man fan and I've always liked different um, aspects of the character. I mean, whether it's the more modern stuff, you know, that's got a lot of clean animation or the old, you know, Hanna-Barbera stuff that's just gold. It's just pure gold. I've just always um, been a fan, so I'm definitely stoked. Um, I don't know, man. I got to say, I'm, I'll am i watch it. I'm not a big Netflix guy either, but um, I do like He-Man. I do like Kevin Smith, so I will most for sure be checking this out. Uh, if you do like He-Man, let me know. Hit me up on Twitter, at Lozano Show, or I'm uh, I'm also on the gram. You can hit me up the gram style, uh, at Adrian Lozano Show. And um, yeah, coming soon, AdrianLozanoShow.com. I can never get my shit together. <laughs> All right, so uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I really am. All right, now let's get into the next thing. The next thing! Two thousand seven, Los Angeles. The city has changed. Cops rule the day, punks rule the night, and one man wants to rule them all. There's only one thing he needs to succeed. This is only half. Find me the other half now. And look who's got it. It magnifies the power inside you. This half gives power over the body. Now, two brothers will stop at nothing to protect their half. Look out! And a madman will stop at nothing to possess it. You're going to love this. Let's have some fun. Who wants gum? If they succeed, they're heroes. But if he does, they're history. Time to skin you guys. T2's Robert Patrick, Scott Wolf, Mark DeCoscos, and Alyssa Milano, Double Dragon. You said it. We don't really have to wear these, do we? So, everybody, it's 2007, and we're apocalyptic again. Oh, boy. Why did I do this to myself? Okay, here's why. I wanted to see something from my childhood. Every now and then I need to get my fix. I got to get myself a nostalgia fix. I needs it. I needs it. It helps me stay focused. Keeps me on a nice, you know, 
slow. All right. Um, so double dragons. Let's check some of this shit out. Okay. Did you know that? Uh, well. <laughs> well. Okay. So. It has the worst. No, let's not. Let's not. Let's not go there yet. Let's save that for the end. Here's what it has. It's cool. It has. Scott Wolf and Alyssa Milano, a real life couple for a while, and um, it has uh, um, robot voice. Take it away. Double Dragon 1994. Trivia 17. Add new. In the final battle, Linda Lash Christina Wagner says to Marion, Alyssa Milano, now who's the boss? Later, Marion tells Lash, you're lucky, generally I put people in the hospital. Alyssa Milano starred on the television series Who's the Boss, and Wagner was a regular on General Hospital. A video game featuring motion-captured sprites like Mortal Kombat was concepted to coincide with the movie, having the actors of the film and their stunt doubles provide the captured images. However it was deemed it could not be completed in the same amount of time as the movie, so was scrapped. After the movie's release the film studio admitted it was a stroke of luck the game didn't go ahead. The film would later have a Japan-only, tie-in, fighting game of the same name, developed by Technos Japan under the license of SNK Playmore, ported to the Neo Geo MVS and the Neo Geo CD in 1995 as well as the PlayStation in 1996. Coincidentally, the Cuyahoga River, where the boat chase scene was filmed on, actually has caught fire multiple times in past years due to pollution. Edit. Report this. In one scene, Kogo Shuko asks his henchmen Huey and Lewis, Huey, Lewis. Any news? A reference to the band Huey Lewis and the news. The boat chase was filmed on the Cuyahoga River in Northeast Ohio. It climaxes with an explosion which used 700 gallons of gasoline combined with 200 gallons of alcohol. Despite warnings the night before on several news channels, the explosion caused Cleveland residents to panic, leading to 210 phone calls to emergency services over 10 minutes. On the first day of shooting, Mark DeCascos, while warming up, sprained his ankle, but told no one and wrapped it up himself in his trailer. Dozens of arcade games appear in the PowerCore hideout. Double Dragon is one of them. It's visible when Jimmy, possessed by Kogo Shuko, tries to kick Billy but misses and shatters the game screen. The characters from the game that appear in this film are Billy Lee, first player, Jimmy Lee, second player, Marion, non-playable character, Linda, third enemy, and Abobo, first boss. The characters that did not appear from the game are Williams, first enemy, Roper, second enemy, Bolo, fourth enemy, Jeff, second boss, and Big Boss, Willie, final boss. Based on Yoshihisa Kishimoto's 1987 hit arcade beat 'em up by Technos Japan of the same name. Unlike the game, the film takes place in the apocalyptic future of 2007 in Los Angeles, California known fictionally as, New Angeles. The plot from the game is originally about two martial artists, a blue-suited young man named Billy, Hammer, Lee and a red-suited twin brother Jimmy, Spike, Lee, as they fight their way into the turf of the Black Warriors gang, with Linda and Abobo as members who assaulted and kidnapped their love interest Marion. The martial arts brothers won't stop at anything to rescue her. 
After going through skirmishes lead by a Bobo and Jeff at a city slum, a factory, the woods and the gang's hideout, Billy and Jimmy reach the lair where they have a showdown with the gang's machine gun wielding leader who is the big boss and they defeat him, also resulting in a conflict where Billy and Jimmy fight to the death over the determination of who will win the affections of Marion. According to editor Danny Retz the alley where the Lee brothers are about to face off with a Bobo was shot in downtown Los Angeles. It was used by junkies and other nefarious persons and had to be steam cleaned before shooting could be done, said Danny. Alyssa Milano and Scott Wolf actually started dating while filming this movie and were subsequently engaged, but the relationship didn't last and the couple eventually broke up. Right before the Lee brothers fight the gangs in the junkyard there is a close-up of one of the clown's gang members reading the Lee's information. Interesting facts. Very, very interesting. Is it a good movie to watch? Yeah, you can rewatch this. Rewatch it once, or if you've never seen it before, it's worth watching, you know, one time. It's got um, some very corny stuff in there. Very corny indeed. But I have to say that um, the weirdest thing is seeing Robert Patrick as a bad guy with blonde tips and a giant fucking trench coat. It's weird. Um, it's just, it's before his X-Files years, but it's after his Terminator 2 years by like a year. <laughs> um, it's just so fucking weird, man. Um, It's cool seeing him be a bad guy when he does that. Okay, he falls in the same category all bad guys do. It's cool to see him be menacing, but it's not cool when he's like whining like a bitch. And that's one of those things that you just have to kind of deal with. Like, do you remember Death Proof when Kurt Russell gets busted by those chicks at the end? And like, he just turns into like a whimpering bitch. And it's like, I guess, you know, I know that's what Tarantino was trying to say. This guy really wasn't a tough guy. He just acted like a tough guy. But like, with a character like that, it would have been really cool if he had been a hard ass, like all the way through. And, you know, one of the girls like takes off his arm or his hand or whatever. And he just like punches her with the stump, you know, like it'd have been badass if he was a force to be reckoned with, not a crying whiny bitch that like takes a bunch of boots to the face. That would have been, uh, I said boots. Uh, that would have been, um... I know, right? That would have been cool. That would have been worth checking out. But no, that wasn't the case. And that movie's got a great fucking soundtrack. I love the Death Proof soundtrack. It's fucking sweet. I really dig it. Down in the mix. All right, so it's... um. Just look up a cat named Joe. He has a green banana. No. Um... I gotta say that I really like that lap dance sequence. That's very nice. But this isn't about me reviewing Death Proof. This is about me reviewing Double Dragons. So, Mark Dacascos actually, like you heard, fucked up his ankle. Real life story. It's a real thing. Um, his ankle never recovered. No. Um, also love him in Only the Strong. That's a... Um, Okay, so, um, yeah, that's another good one. Uh, I'll definitely have to review that one and rewatch that one. 
because it's a good one. It's like, uh, do you remember those principal movies? Those principal movies are pretty good too. Um, <laughs> okay, so the real trippy thing here is that effect on Robert Patrick when he turns into a shadow because it's like, okay, so here's the basic story. If you've never heard of Double Dragons, here's the basic how do you do? Two brothers, two halves of an amulet, separated, the amulet gets, well, I'm talking like Yoda, and then um, they're completely oblivious, just dumb kids to this power of this amulet. Um, however, Robert Patrick's well aware of it. He goes through extreme measures to acquire the first part. In doing so, um, the protector of the children, because they're not with their parents, they're with, um, their parents were actually killed, I think, by uh, Robert Patrick. Um, the protector of these two kids gets the message that, hey, like, they're coming for the other half of the medallion. Like, you need to fucking, like, get them the fuck out of here. Well, she fails, passes away. Aw, but not passes away, gets murdered. <laughs> passes away seems like she wanted to do it, but she, you know, fell asleep and never woke up. She got murdered. She straight up gets burned to death, um, which they don't ha- like. They don't really handle too well. Like Scott Wolf handles it pretty realistically, but um, overall they get over it pretty quickly. It's it's very devastating because um, they have no family. Now it's just them, and they're at odds with each other. So it's very uh, tense. Um, the brothers find a way to, um, you know, I guess get away from the bad guys until they decide to go back to the bad guys no uh no good defense without a good offense i guess i don't know i don't know i don't know sports i don't understand sports so let's do a reference i can really relate to they lose their minds and they decide to go after the bad guys because they feel like they can um that falls apart. The uh, chief of police, Alyssa Milano's father, uh, basically, uh, well, he wants to strike up a, a deal with Robert Patrick. They are so... Oh, that's my cat drinking water. They are so... Um, what do you call it? <sighs> Dumb sometimes. That it's... Uh, it's a little ridiculous, but um, ultimately comes down to a showdown between the brothers. Oh, this um, Shogo Kuju Hamanama Asanama Nahasep Puma. Okay, so Robert Patrick inhabits the body of um, the, uh, I guess they're the same age because they're twins, of of one of the brothers and then proceeds he possesses the body of Mark Dukoskos Dukoskos and then proceeds to fight Scott Wolf upon doing this he activates the amulet I'm sorry and medallion whatever whatever medallion um that makes me think of the movie the medallion no we're not going there this movie Double Dragon 1994 Scott Wolf gets the medallion activated by getting his ass kicked, essentially. And then now he can get knocked through a brick wall and he doesn't feel it. He's cool. He could do it all day. He could do this all day. All right. So, through 
several karate kicks and uh, a cameo by the video game Double Dragons itself. We then see uh, this come to fruition and fully turn around on itself when the two brothers possess the power of the medallion and clank it together in a clanky fashion and then get new outfits because that's what you do when you clank a medallion together. You get a new outfit that fits you perfectly because that's how that works, right? I guess. Anyway, so they um, proceed to, you know, straighten things out, settle things up, if you will. And um, the cop never has to be corrupted because basically they have a truce. There's gangs at night that roam around and do whatever the fuck they want. But during the day, the police have this truce and there's no gang activity during the day. Well, that all goes out the window once they're looking for these two double dragons. Once they're looking for uh, Scott Wolf and Mark Dacascos, they're, they're, they're stuck. Like, they're literally just... It's chaos on the streets because of these guys. They have made New Angeles... New Los Angeles? New Angeles? Evangelists? All right. They have made New Los Angeles a terrible place to be again. Um you know, with the crime and the, uh, the violence. It's, um, it's pretty crazy. Also, a lot of cars seem like they're from the Back to the Future type 2000s because, uh, there's a lot of feeding trash into a, uh, jet propulsion system they have. And, uh, it's, it's a trip. It's really weird. It's fun. Um, up until the very, very end with the credits. Now, the credits feature a song that's the worst song I've ever heard at the end of any movie ever in the history of time. I'm even talking about fucking that goddamn X-Men Dark Phoenix movie. This song is as bad as that movie is bad. The two belong with each other. It is not good. It is very, very not good. Together! Oh, it sucks so bad. Will I play a clip of it? No, I won't do that to you. I don't even want to hear it. I have to edit this show. I don't want to fucking listen to it. It took me forever to get it out of my fucking head. But, that's the worst part. That is the worst part of that fucking movie. Hands down. That's why a lot of people didn't like it. That's the only reason why. Other than that, it's a great movie. Check it out. Double Dragons, 1994. All right.
need warriors. I'm building an alliance to defend ourselves. How do you know your team's strong enough? If you can't bring down the charging bull, then don't wave the red cape at it. You were sent here for a reason. And even if it takes you the rest of your life, find out what that reason is. said the age of heroes will never come again. Am I going to see this? Fuck yeah, I'm going to see this. And you should too. This trailer is fucking trippy. But um, yeah, it's it's got some really, really awesome fucking shit in there. I'm stoked. I like seeing the uh, sound wave come out of Superman's um, mouth hole when he's like, uh, you know, screaming as he's ripping um, that their weenus apart. Um God damn, I'm really stoked. I can't, I can't say stoked enough. If I say it one more time, I'm probably gonna get in trouble with the government. They'll be like, he says stoked too often. Um, I'm very anxious to see the uh, the dark side, like, well, the dark side, but like to see dark side, like to see this. It's it's like a culmination of like fan reactions and second chances and do-overs and mulligans it's a whole fucking slew of let me just try that one more time and boy i feel like they knock it out of the park um this trailer's really good it's a hell of a lot better than that other trailer that just had that song that hallelujah song boy he really loves that song a lot that Zack snyder fella um we're gonna see a lot more of ezra miller's the flash I am not looking forward to that. I really don't like Esmeralda. I really don't like Esmeralda as the Flash. I do like Cyborg, though. I'm very much digging Cyborg. It sucks that whole issue uh, going on between, like, Joss Whedon and Cyborg. And it's just, it's it's fucked up that people are jerks, but people are jerks. Um, We definitely get the coolest Superman suit we've ever fucking seen, which is the black suit Superman. Like... That black suit's super sexy. I mean, god damn, it looks good. Um, we also get a peek at the Joker. I mean, it's it is something else. Did I like Jared Leto's version of the Joker? No, no, I didn't. Honestly, no, I didn't. I liked the Joker. 
but I didn't really dig his style. I don't feel like the Joker would sit around and wait for a tattoo. That's not, it's not his style, you know. Um, it's really, it seems more like, uh, I don't know, just like a, it seems like something Lex Luthor would do, and then like all of his tattoos would be like secret codes or whatever, you know, memento style. But uh, the Joker's a lunatic, man. He's chaos. Like, it's you can't can't sit and do was gothic style font on this guy while he's you know laughing at you <laughs> Batman. um we see a lot more of uh what looks to be like diana failing it looks like that building that she tried to save blows up because there's an explosion and uh boy that new design that redesign of um of uh I was about to say Desaad of um Steppenwolf I think we do get to see Desaad uh Steppenwolf it just it looks very good I mean god damn this is the worst review of a trailer ever because all I'm doing is saying everything looks good but let me tell you something else I fucking hated the Justice League movie with a passion because it's ridiculous it's so bad um my god it's it's right up there but still it's better than x-men dark phoenix but only slightly only slightly and i'm a huge dc fan but man did that movie suck the whole idea of bringing superman back by throwing a box in the water and electrocuting him uh it looks like that's still in there though we see a fucking photograph of Paul Kent. I don't know, man. It just, it doesn't look good. It, I mean, that looks okay, but like, it just doesn't look like that scene specifically will be good or redone. And that sucks. I hope that that scene gets redid because man, oh, it's so fucking bad. It's like, that's never worked ever in the history of human beings. Nobody's ever submerged somebody in some liquid and then fucking gave him a shock, and then had them, you know, come back to life, let alone a super being, you know, like, so bad, okay, so the movie's gonna be four hours, it's got a four hour runtime. four hours, how fucking crazy is that, pretty crazy, look, it's, it's also clear that we get to see a lot of the stuff that we didn't see from the other trailers like um, Superman's hologram, which a lot of people thought was, you know, <laughs> it, they thought it was Supergirl, but it wasn't. It was never Supergirl. It was always Superman. Yeah, that, that Jared Leto, like even him in Suicide Squad, Like, I don't know, man. He's going to be he's going to be Morbius and I'm curious to see how that's going to turn out. But I don't think this is going to be that bad because it's a different version of the Joker. If he had still been all like gangster rock or whatever, I don't feel like uh this Ben Affleck Batman would have put up with that and been like he'd have shot him just like Batman does. You know? I wonder if they're also going to give him goggles. If they'll give him uh if they'll give uh, 
uh, Jared Leto goggles because everybody always gets goggles in a fucking Zack Snyder movie. He's loving goggles. Goggles. He's a goggle lover. Goggler lover. He's loving the goggles. Yeah. Oh, criminy. Man, I don't know. I really don't know. I mean, does that mean they're they're fucking on the same side? Does the Joker maybe have, I don't know, a bomb in his neck? That's, you know, keeping him on Batman's side? I don't know. It's weird to think that those two could be comrades. It's It boggles my mind. My mind is boggled. Um... I don't know, man. It's, it's, I can't stop saying I don't know because I don't know because I haven't fucking seen it. But regardless, irregardless, apparently is not a word, but regardless, I'm going to see it. I'm going to see the fuck out of it. Um, yeah, I'm going to see the fuck out of it for sure. Bow show. I'm also really digging the fact that there is a lot of cyborg in this. That there's a lot more cyborg, cyborg, cyborg. There's a lot more cyborg. Yeah, man, I said it wrong, even though I didn't mean to. There's a lot more cyborg in here than I thought there would be with the whole Ray Fisher incidents. Um, and incidents being like this dude's like straight up like, uh, you know, he's calling Joss Whedon out, and then he's got people on his side that believe him and agree with him. Which, I'm not saying he's wrong, but it just, it sucks that this is going on at all. Um, I wish Ezra Miller was not the Flash. So bad. He's such a bad Flash. Terrible Flash. Terrible Flash. Terrible Flash. I wonder if we'll see Granny Goodness, you know, and any of her female furies. I wonder. I wonder. Um, God damn, that suit looks good. Alright, so I've gushed, gushed over it quite a bit, but um, I don't know. I I feel like we're going to see... Oh, man, wouldn't it have been cool if they gave him a mullet? I'm a fan of the mullet. I don't care what anybody says. The mullet had its time and place. Therefore, it's part of history. Therefore, ergo, vis-a-vis, concordantly, concordantly, contractually, obligated. He should have had a mullet. He should have had a mullet. They should have all had mullets. Batman's mullet should have been hanging out the back of his cow. Fucking, um, the goddamn, uh, cowl. I said cow. Uh, I miss cow. Um, hangs out the back of his cowl and, uh, yeah. Fuck, man. Oh, goddamn. HBO Max. Uh, it's like a month away or two months away or six years away. Just depends on when you're listening to this. It's so fucking... It's gonna be dope. Oh, fuck. (laughs) Okay, um... Let's go ahead and wrap this episode up by me telling you that I love you for listening. I've always thought you were cool. Way cooler than anybody else around you. And... (laughs) You're the best. I'll catch you next week. Don't forget to check out my, uh... Redbubble and my Society6. You're awesome. Talk to you later.
how to center get ideas, find answers, discuss it, watch Bob Vila TV newsletters, contact us about Bob. Three good reasons to watch Tim Allen and Richard Kahn's new show Remember What Happened the First Time, these two teamed up, by Alexa Erickson. Photo, Amazon.com. The History Channel's newest competition series is a must-watch for DIY enthusiasts. Home Improvement co-stars Tim Allen, 67, and Richard Kahn, 64, are reuniting for a 1-0-episode non-fiction series, titled Assembly Required. The History Channel has released a preview of the show, and it includes a fun clip of the sort of playful jabs that can be expected between the dynamic duo. Here's what else you can look forward to when you tune in for the premiere on Feb 23. Advertisement. 1. The promise of many nostalgic home improvement references. We still got it man, or at least I do says Alan in the recent preview. Khan jokes back that his co-stars got something, insinuating that it's definitely not skills in the workshop. The hilarious banter feels, just like the relationship between characters Tim the Tool, Man Taylor, and his sidekick Al Borland from the popular 90s sitcom. While fans of their old show will undoubtedly appreciate any and all throwbacks, the concept of their new show is just as entertaining. Advertisement. Related, 1-0 Classic DIY Projects for the Outdoors. 2. The addition of YouTuber April Wilkerson. In each episode, Alan and Khan will ask real builders to breathe new life into everyday household items in dire need of some TLC. The co-stars will also dive into the interesting history around the old items. But that's not all viewers can expect. Assembly Required will welcome April Wilkerson, a renowned DIYer and YouTube star. Wilkerson will serve as the show's resident expert, offering insights and challenging the creators in various ways. Advertisement. 3. You get to watch people make stuff. Along with the excitement of a star-studded cast, Assembly Required will offer DIY enthusiasts the opportunity to get inspired. In each episode, three makers will build various creative projects from their homes. While Alan and Khan will check in on the progress of each project virtually, Wilkerson will throw in fun competition twists. Not only will this setup fall in line with current safety guidelines, we are still in the midst of a pandemic. After all, it will also allow viewers a peek inside real-life home workshops. And when you challenge talented creators to make something amazing in a familiar space with familiar tools, there's no telling what remarkable things they'll come up with. Advertisement. Related, 5 kid-friendly DIY home projects. Disclosure, BobVilla.com participates in the Amazon Services LLC Associates program, an affiliate advertising program designed to provide a means for publishers to earn fees by linking to Amazon.com and affiliated sites. You might also like how to earn quick tips. 1-0 Lowe's Shopping Secrets All Dyers Should Know About One Month Ago. How to earn quick tips. Tim Allen and Richard Kahn are reuniting on a new. Three months ago. How to earn quick tips. 45 things every homeowner should know how to do 11 months ago. Uses for mineral spirits best small flashlight top and floor plan problems best reusable, straws doorbell not working best carpenter pencil sunken living, rooms best keychain flashlights a shadow box. Newsletter sign up. You agree that BobVilla.com may process your data in the manner described by our privacy policy. About Bob newsletters contact advertising privacy policy terms of use do not sell my info. Copyright copyright signed to 021 Acton Media Inc. All rights reserved. Looking pretty good. I'll take it. I'll take it all day long. And taking a live look outside 37 at Carolina. Well, I almost got out of here without telling you about that uh, Tim Allen, Richard Karn, uh new show on the History Channel. I might watch it, I might not. Do I have the History Channel? No. 
Do I have the internet? Maybe sometimes. But do I want to see this? Kind of, yes. I thought it was a bit weird, spoilers, but the way the Last Man Standing show ended, uh, was that it? It was one of the one of the most recent Tim Allen shows ends with him meeting the Tool Man, which is pretty interesting and very meta. But the fact that Tim and Al are coming together, and I guess it'll be Richard and Tim, but um, the fact that you know these uh, Tool Time boys are getting back together, I personally. I used to call Home Improvement, I used to call it Tool Time. I don't know why. I knew the name of the show was Home Improvement, but just by default, my brain would go, oh, Tool Time's on. I like Tool Time. Um, It does get a bit annoying from time to time, so you can't really, like, you know, like, uh, (laughs) you can't really, like, unless... You can't really delve too deeply for too long because Tim Allen and Jill's dynamic with each other really starts to, it, it just turns into like bitterness. And it's, um, also the kids really become very uninteresting and douchebags. Um, the show was good for the first few years. I feel like if it had stayed maybe like five years, it would have been good, but they kept going. Um... I don't know, man. I I really say I don't know a lot, don't I? Okay, look. What I do know is that I fucking... I watched the hell out of it. And like everybody, you know, I liked some episodes and didn't like other episodes. But we all watched it. You know, just like we all watched Step by Step. Right? Okay, anyway. (sighs) Um, I think it's interesting how they're going to do this. And how they're going to have... you know, like people working at their own homes with their own tools. You know, it's going to be interesting. Um, I'm very curious. In fact, there was even a trailer that uh, came out for this new endeavor. And I actually think it looks pretty cool. But um, don't just take my word for it. Um, <laughs> that's... Uh, Remember when uh, Itchy and Scratchy were, um, well, I think uh, one was chainsawing the other one while, um, anyway, Poochie walks up, Poochie, you look like you have something to say. Um, anyway, the show is called Assembly Required, and um, yeah, it's a TV program, and the trailer will be coming around one of these days. Do you remember when Tim Allen was in the movie Zoom? Do you remember that? Like, it was pretty interesting, I thought. I don't know. I I, I just didn't believe he could run that fast. He seemed kind of lazy from time to time. Translation, I'm back in the shop. Tim Allen and Richard Card reunite for the History Channel's newest competition series. We still got it, man. At least I do. You got something? Uh, the History Channel original series, Assembly Required, Tuesday, February 23rd at 10, right here on the History Channel. Yeah, I mean, come on. bibbidi bobbidi bobbidi boobity. Um, I liked Al more than I liked Tim sometimes. And I didn't like how petty Tim was. 
um, you know, doing stupid shit like taking his sock off and putting it on the fucking uh, the piece of wood so that way Al has to smell it. I just didn't. It just seemed petty. It seemed uh, childish and trivial. And I know that was the whole point. But, I mean, there just comes a time where you feel like Al Borland would have just, like, hit that dude in the face with a 2 by 4 Which is what I wanted to see. Every episode. I was like, here's where he does it. Here's where he snaps. But, uh, no, alas. You know, he's a, he's a well, uh, mild-mannered human being. Um, he's well. He's well. How is he? He's well medium well you know <laughs> um i didn't like uh when they gave al a woman uh, they gave him here take this woman was it eileen i don't know man i feel like she softened him up a bit and there was a whole lot of um him being like a simp for her you know it was just um it was very weird and then all the personal stuff coming into the show I mean, did you know that that episode that Dave Chappelle's in and Jim Brewer are in, that's the first time Dave Chappelle ever did anything for anybody? Like, on the acting part? Like, that was his first role. Um, like, big role. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, on a sitcom, a major sitcom. And Jim Brewer. Like, I love Jim Brewer. I'm a huge Jim Brewer fan. But, uh, there's no but. I just, I'm a huge Jim Brewer fan. I just, I love him. He's great. You know? Uh... I'm a huge Dave Chappelle fan as well. So, the stars in that show... I mean, there's like one episode where the band gets together, uh, and they're a bunch of construction workers, and they're in a band. I really, really love that jam out that they do. They have a woman playing the saw, and uh, it's just... It comes together really well. It's it's a good old time. And um, who knows? I just might put that in here. Probably not. But... For fuck's sake, I really, really, I don't know, I i don't want Tim Allen to be stupid again. I want him to be like regular smart comedian Tim Allen that got busted with a bunch of cocaine. I want that guy that sold out his fucking friends to be a real comedian and work on jokes and not rely on fucking dried up old shit from the past, you know? I'm sure I'll be disappointed. But Richard Karn, he's fucking great. I believed Al Borland was a real character. Oh, and the biggest fuck you is when uh, his son, Mark, dresses as Al for Halloween. Oh, it was the best. I was like, yeah, that's a big fuck you to dad. Oh, so cool. Um, <laughs> I just thought it was very cool. I, like, There's a lot of great jokes in there, but it's just it gets dragged on for too long. Much like this episode of the Adrian Lozano show. Um... I don't know, man. It's uh, It seems like very, very... I guess we'll just have to watch the first episode and I'll let you know what I think then. Instead of saying, I know not. But, alas, poor Yorick. He was a weirdo. You know? You remember Yorick. He's from that one Shakespeare. Mr. Shakespeare. All right. Shakespeare in the park Saturday in the park I think it was a force of meow meow so inspired by 
Janine's performance oh, on that yeah. saw. But next day, we went out to the job site and just started listening to the sounds of the tools around us. We kept hearing the reverberation of steel on steel. Oh, sledgehammers cracking concrete. <laughs> Jackhammers busting cement. Yes! That was a veritable cacophony, culminating in a creative crescendo. <laughs> Jimmy, it was amazing. Old Juke here whipped out his mouth harp, started playing along with those sounds. Musical magic was happening right there, way above the traffic. You guys making music like that, it reminds me of a ditch ram, you know? That creek thing where 50 guys get that naked and dance in a field. Yeah! <laughs> you, know what I, you know what I mean. <laughs> well, we don't have time for that, Jim. See, we only get an hour off for lunch. <clears throat> Rock, what do you have for us? Oh, well, uh, <laughs> Jimmy, uh, the guys and I have formed a band. I'll be playing the angle grinder and a 55-gallon drum. Jim, I'm going to be on the galvanized piping chimes and also on the anvil. Jim, I I'll be on the trash can, the gas cans, and the wrench. Uh, in fact, Jim, I am the entire rhythm section. And Jimmy, the lovely Janine is back to fill in the melody. Hey! Janine, thank you for returning to the show. Why don't you sit right here? Oh, God, my body's quivering right now just thinking about this. People like this built together to build a band that plays with only tools. I guess how we could call this heavy metal. <laughs> I don't think so, Tim. But I do find them riveting. <laughs> hey, Timmy, you're going to love this. We wrote this one just for you. We call it The Ratchet Rhapsody. Well, making their television debut right here on Tool Time, KB and the Boys and Janine, rock, let's roll. Beat! That would be me.
You have been listening to The Adrian Lozano Show.